1: Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. All right, Lightning leading the Flames for nothing. Last five minutes, Sharks beat the Sabers three two. Wild lead the Bruins 3-2 with eight and a half minutes left. Devils beat the Blue Jackets 3-1. Penguins ring up the Flyers 6-2. Panthers and Stars 1-1 after 1. Late in the first, Arizona leads Chicago 1-zip. Jets lead the Avalanche 1-zip. Shifley power play his ninth of the season Kellen Kennedy with some of your written correspondence this evening go ahead Kellen yes we got a ton of text here so I'll just read some off of the
2: uh, text line Uh, shout out to Trucker Rick maybe uh, he's passing through Lloyd right now he's listening to the show thinks the show is great Uh, maybe Trucker Rick will honk the horn at us or, or on the road for us I should say that'd be awesome. Uh, going up the text line, we've got Reed. There is no help coming to the Oilers via an in-season trade. It's going to take them a couple of years to try to fix the roster issues. That's thanks from Doug. And uh, what else we got here? Oh, Colton texted. He oh. says he says he is sorry. He can't call in as much as he'd like, as the county he lives in has the worst cell service in Alberta. He capitalized that, so I did my best try to yell but not yell there. But anyway, he says he would be against bringing in price. Love the guy, but I don't like the fact of bringing in a 35-year-old at that price point for many years. Or for that many years, it sounds like a disaster to me. He says thanks for the great show. And finally, Dino Bambino. Oh, he's good. Wilkie and Nuge could be like that show that used to be on 40 years ago called BJ and the Bear. But instead of a truck driver with a chimp, you could play a broadcaster with a sloth. All right. Only if I could voice the sloth. that, that That's my only uh, request. I'd All love right. to be involved in that.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> nice. Dino Bambino. Appreciate it. Okay. So Dave Campbell's going to hop on the show. Dave, how are you?
3: I'm great, Reid. And uh, I'm glad Kellen picked the sloth because I thought maybe I'd have to be the sloth. I don't know.
1: <laughs> All right. Okay. So Thanks, been- Kellen. I've been no trying to get to this the entire show, and I'm finally going to get to it here. I'm just going to list off some goalies who are possible. If if the okay. Oilers do something goaltending-wise, and this all, if, I just feel like I'm recapping the show. If you're just joining us, because Craig Button said on Jay's show last night that the Oilers can't truly evaluate what they have until they get more saves. And I thought about that. I was like, okay, well, maybe a lot of it just boils down to that. So, uh, Mark Andre Fleury. His name has come up. He has a 9-11 save percentage this season. Obviously, he's older. His contract is seven million dollars. He's a UFA after the season. Clearly, Chicago would have to take Koskinen. Oh, if you do, I'll just pause after each guy, Dave, and you can interject a sentence or two
3: if you want. Um. So if if the Blackhawks would take Koskinen, I would I would consider this deal, uh, greatly. Okay. I think Mark andre Fourier would be highly motivated to come here and play.
1: All right. If Rask comes back to the Bruins, first of all, Jeremy Swayman. He's only 23. He's 8-5-2 with a 9.20 save percentage. He has this year and another year. He only makes 9.25.
3: <sighs> oh, boy. Uh, not a lot of name recognition, which probably might be an issue here. Boy, um, I love I love the numbers though. The numbers are nice, the salary is nice. I would say I would put that in the maybe file.
1: The other Boston goalie, Linus ulmark he's nine and five with a nine seventeen save percentage. He has three years after this one at five million a year. Three years? No. Okay. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: I would if say the <laughs> if the Islanders decide to do something, if they can't climb back into it, uh Sorokin. Couple of years after this one, four million per year. He's eight, seven, and five with a nine
3: twenty-five. I would probably wouldn't I be would available, but cons- I'll put it out there. I would I would consider it big time. I you know I would I would definitely kick the tires and and inquire about that possible move. But you're right. I I don't know if they would actually want to do that. But Sorokin is uh, getting more towards uh, I think what I would be comfortable with.
1: Now the other Islanders goalie is. Semyon Varlamov, whose numbers this year are not great. Mm-hmm. He's two, five, and one. And then the save percentage is, is 910. Uh he's 33. I believe he's right. 33. I gotta double check that now because my writing is all scribbled. Uh, and he has another year after this one at five million. He now he might be available if the Islanders don't pull it together. Yeah, he's mm-hmm.
3: 33. I would consider that as well. I mean, you, you like the predigree with him he's been on good teams before and he's had some good good years some good playoffs that is a move i i I, there that's an individual i would i would highly consider yeah i i I like that i like that uh i like that idea a lot and
1: uh, a caller brought up thomas grice who i had on my list though his numbers are not great six and seven 895 save percentage uh he's a ufa after this season makes 3.6 you know, Jake Allen, maybe Holtby. I, I don't know at this point. Martin Jones. I don't know at this point. But again, the Oilers' five-on-five five, save percentage is 29th. so there's a lot of goalies who aren't having great years yeah. who still uh, might be upgrades. So just throwing it out there. And they might give Skinner some more time while Holland looks around. But you know, the 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 price. Uh, you know, you're going to have to pay a price to get a goaltender. You're also going to have to pay a price yeah. if you miss the playoffs. Because there's another mm-hmm. year for drysettle and McDavid, and they're another year closer to free agency. I do not think either guy would ever ask for a trade. But there's going to come yeah. the day where they're UFAs, and you pay another price with the fan base being irritated
3: another year. Uh, Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that last part's what, key. What, Very what's key the price sure. you give
1: up for a goalie versus the emotional price that it could create for players and and fans i mean the fans haven't gone away after after this long but yeah i think people understand what i'm saying so that's my little list
3: i I just don't like you know like Kerry price i know our good friend brian wilde from global montreal brought up price's name a while ago and he says why wouldn't the Oilers be in on this and i'm like okay well in theory yes i you know he's 34 and he makes 10 million i don't like that and i don't like the the, the assets that you have to unload for that type of player at that type of uh, price point at his, his age, who I think had a great playoff last year, helping the Canadians to the Stanley cup final, but I'm concerned about the wear and tear. So to me, it's just too much money for a guy who's that old and, and the assets you have to give up.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. And I mean, he- Montreal would have to retain a lot of money, so you're probably going to have to give yep. them a usable prospect or draft pick or two. Um, I know, I know, we talked about it that that day that Brian said that on the show. I mean, Carey is 34; uh, th- he'll be 35 for for next season. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, if he's on top of his game, there are very few guys better. But anyway, so yeah, that I mean, we're just throwing this out there at this point, and you know, again, Craig Button's argument was fix one thing first and he thinks it's the goaltending you know don't criticize anything else too much until you start getting more saves so we'll we'll see where know, that goes. we'll see if that's what yeah, Holland thinks.
3: i think uh i think craig is on to something i think uh goaltending would be top three top two reasons why we're we're seeing the oilers struggle but it's other things as well. I mean, you know, when you have that amount of five-on-five five production, which is not very good, um, at you know for most of the season, that's a problem too. So if you're not putting the puck in the net, that is a problem. But you know, I, I just kind of think they they the, the perfect storm's brewing here because you're having suspect goaltending, suspect five-on-five five play, which isn't leading to production, and uh, you have special teams that are falling as well. That's not a that, that that's too many things going on uh, at once. But you can only fix maybe one thing at one at one time. And goaltending would be a nice place to start. All right, uh, Elks. I
1: want to touch on that here. So, uh, what's the what's the latest with Arbuckle, the quarterback that was traded for and never played?
3: Well, uh, he signed a restructured contract, which uh, basically was similar to the one he signed. With uh, Brock Sunderland late in the 21 season, uh, similar with the in in you know the the total accumulation of the, or the total of the money, which is a near about 342 thousand, maybe a little bit more than that. The difference though is there's a hundred thousand dollar signing bonus attached to this, which is uh, guaranteed to Nick Arbuckle, instead of the old deal, which was only five thousand. Dollars for a signing bonus so he's getting a lot of guaranteed money compared to what he was getting before and this is a bit surprising reed because i know you're on the call uh, a couple days ago and i, I listened to it uh, later on in the day with uh, chris jones and with the new offensive coordinator and, and a familiar name and stephen mcadoo and jerrys jackson who we had on the show here uh, a couple nights ago as well as the pass game coordinator and qbs coach and uh, marcus howell coming in to coach uh, the run game and, and receivers um, and they asked, he was asked the question, our McAdoo and Jackson, what do you think about Nick Arbuckle and non-committal answer? Just all, well, we're still evaluating. We're, you know, we're not talking, you know, we'll see where we'll see what happens. So my impression read to, you know, when I said this to you, I don't think Nick Arbuckle's going to be here. And several other people who cover the CFL thought felt the same way. Then this, this contract comes out, was reported by TSN's Dave Nealer. Now I'm looking at the money and I'm going, yeah, they're committed to him. Yeah. There's no question. So, and I think there's some mixed reviews on this. There's some that are saying, well, why don't you wait until free agency? I mean, why don't you wait till to see what happens with the Stampeders next Saturday? Are they going to pay the hundred thousand dollar bonus to Evi Mitchell? They're going to, uh, restructure his deal. Are they going to cut him? Is Michael Riley a possibility? Which I, I think he's probably a low possibility, but you got Jeremiah Masoli. You got Dean Evans out of Hamilton. You got McLeod Bethel Thompson perhaps out of Toronto and that this group knows, knows McLeod very well, but they also know Nick Arbuckle. So I think um, when you're in the situation of this organi- uh, this new regime with the organization led by Chris Jones, yes, there's some options, but there's no guarantees that you're going to get what you want in free agency. They know Nick Arbuckle because he was in Toronto with this current coaching staff. Uh, as we see now, it's incomplete. It'll be filled a little bit later this month. So at least they know what they have in Arbuckle. And I do think there's some, they are intrigued this coaching staff with Taylor Cornelius and we'll see what happens with Dakota Pru-Cup. Um, So, that tells me today with this, with the money that basically stayed the same as far as the, the total money that Arbuckle's going to get, which is around, you know, somewhere between three hundred and $345,000. To give him $100,000 guarantee and cut him is a pretty, you know, b- right. b- b- pretty bad move when you're, you're basically burning money if you're going to do that. So that tells me Arbuckle's going to be here. He's going to get a shot to be the starting quarterback. And I'm excited. I mean, for Nick, he. You know, he he talked about late in the year about, I want stability. I've been moving around. I've been with four franchises in, what, a calendar year, basically. Uh, he has a young family, and I think he just wants some stability. So I'm excited for him to see him, uh, you know, compete for this, for this job. And that's what Chris Jones wants. He wants competition everywhere in the roster, on the roster. So uh, right. we'll see what happens here. And I think he's, you know... Cornelius is some someone I think he is he is really in, intrigued about and I would love to see what this coaching staff could do with Taylor Cornelius because this coaching staff I think is good and they are proven
1: okay uh Dave if you could just do it in a minute because I got one more guest I got to squeeze in here yes. uh defensive coaches Noel Thorpe was the D coordinator last year his unit yeah. was the best of the three uh what sense are you getting there because Chris Jones is going to run the defense oh. right
3: uh, yes, he's going to be the uh, play caller and basically the defensive coordinator. And Noel Thorpe is the only coach from the past uh, regime that is under contract. Well, I guess Jamie Elizondo is under contract, but he's not here. But Noel Thorpe is the only one under contract right now because he signed an extension through 2022. Um it's it's clear as mud right now what's going to happen with Noel. i'm i mean one thing that one move that might make sense to me is move him to special teams make him the coordinator make him the db's coach because it's something that he has done before but as far as the defensive staff goes reed i have no idea i mean i was asked about demetrius maxey the d-line coach over the weekend and uh, i think that's unclear about his future and i've heard maybe he might move back to the states um, but he's kind of waiting around as well to see what happens up here. Um, it's it's clear as mud right now, and, but I'm pretty sure it's going to get cleared up here pretty soon.
1: Okay. Dave, appreciate the update, buddy. Have a good evening. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Thank you. You bet, Reed. Thanks. That is the producer of this show, Dave Campbell. A little bit of update on uh, Nick Arbuckle. Man, would it be something if Michael Riley came back? I wonder if they could work something out there.
3: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDIC.
1: Uh, what update, what's going on with the Edmonton Stingers? They got a player playing in the NBA and their coach is coming back. That's next. I appreciate you tuning in tonight. Yeah, pretty cool story here with the uh, with the uh, Edmonton Stingers as uh, Xavier Moon, outstanding player in the uh, Canadian Elite Basketball League, now playing with the Los Angeles Clippers. And I can also tell you that uh, Jermaine Small, the coach and GM of the Stingers, who have won the last two championships, re-signing for another two years with the team. Jermaine, welcome to the show. Congratulations on the new deal
0: uh thanks a lot thanks for having me on as
3: well
1: yeah it's uh it's good to talk to you uh i mean first of all uh, kind of a crazy journey for the cbl you guys played the uh the bubbled season in 2020 and then this past year i mean i just found that so fitting jermaine Uh, jordan baker scores the clinching basket on home court in edmonton to win it two years in a row
0: yeah, it was definitely uh, magical. And, you know, you, you couldn't have written it any better. But, um, yeah, no, know the league has proven that, you know, through um, the hard times that obviously the world's going through right now that we still play together and, and play. I mean, one year was w- without fans, and then last year we had fans. And, you know, the, the, what could you say about winning it at home with Jordan scoring the last basket, right? So it's magical, but it's, uh, it's something that I'm very uh, honored to be a part of and so, so special.
1: Well, what do you think has allowed this team with with you as the coach to separate a bit here from the rest of the league? Because, you know, it, these were good playoff runs, but you were good regular season team both years as well. I know, I know the other year kind of wasn't a, a full year, but I mean, you guys had a really good regular season in 2021 as well.
0: Well, I mean Xavier Moon, right? <laughs> but um honestly <laughs> uh, honestly, I mean, you know, from one to fourteen, I mean, we just we're they're a very cohesive group and you know, um you know, we've got great leadership. Um, you know, I'm not the only coach. I mean George Hoyt it has been has you know been a big part of this, and we're very very fortunate to have good uh, captains in uh, Jordan Baker and Adika Peter Neely So they so I'm not, I don't have to really like police everything or everything you know I get a lot of feedback from them, and we have just been really like you know continuity. Uh, our roster hasn't changed too much you know in the since I started. So just with those all those things and uh, you know all those ingredients in one bowl, and, then, and right now we just kind of figured out our formula and let's. Keep it going, especially if uh, Xavier Moon comes back. I'm hope I hope he's listening to this.
1: Well, uh, he's got a great opportunity. And I talked to him a few weeks ago when I, I think he was going to the G League, and, and I mean, you, you, tell us this in your words. This this opportunity that he got with the Clippers, and uh, and how these contracts that he's uh, signing work here for him.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, this is by no surprise. This is like something that um, himself and you know he, he told me three years ago. This is what he wanted. And I said, I'm going to do my best to help you. And, you know, this is um, it's special. It's special. I mean, he's he's a guy that works, you know, tirelessly, tirelessly on his, his craft. And he's always wanted to just an opportunity to show that he could compete at that level. So for me, it's no surprise. Um, I'm happy for him. And um, I think he's still got some steps to keep climbing. But, yeah, this is something that, you know, three years ago that he wanted. And it's just really, really good to, obviously be a part of it and see that growth but to see him you know um it all almost coming to fruition right now
1: and then what he he's on he signed a 10-day contract and then he signed another 10-day contract is that his yeah. status right now it is it is yeah he just
0: uh earned another 10-day contract um so you know and then i think in these 10 days he has another four games to play in that 10 days so you know hopefully you know he's only getting more comfortable so i think he's gonna keep doing well and getting better and you know i think like I, I, like I said, there's some more steps to climb, and I think he'll keep climbing. them.
1: Well, he had 13 points uh, right in his most recent game, so he's yeah, he, for this. He's not just playing garbage time. I mean, he's getting opportunities.
0: He is, he is, and the team. You know, they've the team is uh, right now. They don't have their two best players, and they're still competing. And uh, he's a big part of that. And you know, the coach, there, Brian Shaw, he said it. You know, this feels like, and you can see it, he belongs. So once he gets the opportunity, and he keeps just gets, gets a little bit more comfortable to the style of play and you know the bigger guys and stuff I, I think he'll be he'll do more than fine
1: yeah great story as are you congratulations on the extension here with the uh stingers Jermaine. i hope we can talk soon
0: all right much appreciate thanks for having me on
1: Jermaine Stahl, uh, Jermaine Small, pardon me. Uh, two years for to be the uh, two more years to be the coach and GM of the Edmonton Stingers, two-time champions of the CEBL. Fun team to watch for sure. Okay, final look at the scoreboard. The Lightning beat the Flames four-one. Sharks knock off the Sabers three-two. That's not good for the Oilers. Wild beat the Bruins three-two. Devils over the Blue Jackets three-one. Penguins pound the Flyers six-two in the second period. Panthers lead the Stars three-two. Jets and Avalanche one-one after one. Arizona leading Chicago 2-0 after one. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. Hey, really appreciate that you tuned into the show. Have a great night. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.